Welcome back, Bucket Busters. I'm your host, Tim Johnson, and this is the Busted Bucket Podcast. Locally grown here in Portland, Oregon, the city of roses, city of bridges, stump town, PDX. This is a show dedicated to Rip City and everyone who loves Portland basketball. Joining me on this episode is my co-host, Blazer Ben. Blazer Ben, how you living, brother? Bingo, bango, bongo, Blazer fans. I don't know if that answers my question, but that is your your call sign. <laughs> uh, for real, man, how you doing? It's been a minute. It's been uh, actually, it's been exactly a week, I think, since the last time. No, no, not quite a week since the uh, last time we recorded. Yeah, we did Wednesday of last uh, week. That's right. So what's going on, man? Been busy, man. I think I think we've all been busy. It's been an unusually uh, busy week, to say the least. It has. It definitely has. I'll agree with you there. Well. Uh, Everyone, on today's show, let me just give you a quick summary. We're going to talk about the finals, um, as brief as we may be with the finals. Um, then we're going to move into Team USA. Um, we've got some Ben Simmons news on the horizon here. And, of course, we're going to end with giving props. But first, a word from our sponsor. Get a little more out of watching NBA games with Daily Fantasy. Every Robert Covington steal. Cantor rebound. Or Simon's 3 means so much more when you're playing with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code TBPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code TBPN to get a free entry with your first deposit, only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Now we've got... Quite the final series shaping up uh, currently. Um, I will say I did not expect Milwaukee to take the game uh, against the Suns last game, but Milwaukee took it, 120 to uh, 100. Um, Giannis, Giannis put in a cool 41 points and 13 rebounds. Holiday chipped in with 21 points and nine assists. And Chris Middleton came in with 18 points, seven boards and six assists, just filling up the stat line. Now, Phoenix, we've got CP3. You know he's going to come out and produce. He got 19 points, 9 assists. Booker, though, 10 points. Is that surprising to you, Ben? 10 points from Devin Booker? Yeah, man, I feel like the Stars are ever going to they're gonna have their, their lay an egg every now and again. You know, Lillard does it. LeBron does it. Booker does it. Yeah, you know. but in the finals? Yeah, that's the bad spot to lay that egg, though. Yeah, I mean, you're talking game three. You can essentially put it to, to bed if you win game three. You've got you've got as many chances as you want to get game four for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, DeAndre Ayton came in, and I saw something like he was the first center since, like, Shaq or something to put up as many points as he did in the first quarter or something. Uh, which was crazy because he only ended up with 18 points and nine boards. But, you know, what, the one thing that I noticed in this game, and I don't know if you watched any of this game at all, uh, Ben, but uh, I saw a good majority of it. But Phoenix was not shooting well from beyond the arc. They shot 29%. Um, and and they, they just looked... They didn't look as as cohesive as as they have uh, the previous two games, and and, and I think that showed because they had 14 turnovers. Um, So overall sloppy game by them, but 
you know, what what I want to ask you is, you know, what do you think we can expect to see from Phoenix coming off of this? I mean, really, is a blowout loss um, to to Milwaukee. Yeah, I mean, everybody was riding high after those first two Suns wins. You know, everybody was playing the the Suns in four game. You know, everyone was predicting that this was going to be a sweep, going to be done. Giannis wasn't going to make a bounce back, and the, the, the Suns were going to take it in, in the final two in Milwaukee. But Milwaukee bounced back. You know, they had a full team effort, and I feel that that's what they need to have every single game going forward from Giannis, Drew Holiday, and Middleton. If one of them slack, then they're not going to win. You know, unfortunately, this team needs to have play from all three of their star players to get a victory. You know, if Middleton comes out and scores nine points and Giannis scores 40, that's not going to be a win for them. You know, and the Suns are probably going to take advantage of that and strike while the iron's hot and, and hopefully come out with a victory uh, because I'm, I'm rooting for Phoenix in this one, you know, rooting for the small ball league team, uh, small market, my bad, small market team. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, I was gonna say with with a guy like DeAndre Ayton, that's no small ball. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but the, the Phoenix came out and they they were pretty flat on that last game, like you were talking about, man. They they got outscored in the paint by fourteen. They they had twenty four fouls compared to eighteen to the Bucks. Uh, and yeah, turnovers, man. Turnovers are a big uh, a big problem, and that's a big problem that the Blazers always have too. If the Blazers have a lot of turnovers, it usually results in a loss for us. So, you know, I could see how they lost this game by a 20-point margin. Um, a typical stat line on the Phoenix is a typical stat line for a Blazers loss with a, with a 20-point loss. I mean, I feel I see a lot of comparisons going on here. You know, when we'll come out and you get CJ with, you know, 10 points and you get Dan with maybe 20, you know, and Norman Powell shooting maybe 11 you know, that, that's a flat game for everybody, and that's just not going to result in a W. Yeah, I'll agree. But, you know, one thing I will say is Giannis is showing everyone that he is the best player on the court um, in every game, really. Like, he's played well every game. It's just his team has to has to support him. They, they got to start propping him up, and they did this last game. Um, I will say that I too am rooting for the Suns, but but that's because I, I feel like they have a more well-rounded team. I feel like they, they are the better team. They just came out flat. Um, I think we can look to see that that uh, 29% uh, shooting percentage from three increase. Um, I think we can probably comfortably expect like a 35 to 40% uh, uh, percentage, excuse me, uh, from beyond the three. Um, but Booker's Booker's got to he's got to do better. He's got to be better. Yeah, um, more consistent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you know, we'll we'll see. Uh, the next game is tomorrow, Wednesday. We are recording on a Tuesday evening. Yeah. And so you know, I either way, man, I'm excited to watch this. I love, I too love the small market teams going head to head in the NBA Finals. It's gonna be amazing. Whoever wins. Um, hopefully it's going to be Phoenix. Let me, let me just throw this one little stat about the NBA playoffs for you. The the Suns and Bucks NBA finals are averaging 9 million viewers through game three. You know, that's a 30% increase, 33% increase from a year ago, obviously from the bubble playoffs, you know, where people weren't too excited, um, you know, with all the stuff going on and the knees and the people, the injustice going on in the world. But still... That, the, I mean, the game peaked with 11.1 million people across the country tuning in to watch the game. 
uh, around the fourth quarter. That's a lot of people watching the NBA playoffs this year. It is. And I think, you know, you can you can say that maybe fan NBA fans are tired of seeing the the usual suspects in the playoffs. Agreed, yes. Um, you know, but but I also think that there's there's a few good storylines here too. Like Giannis is fighting for his legacy. CP3 is in his first finals ever. You know, I, I think you got plus you got the two small market teams in in the finals. I mean, I don't know. I, I can't remember the exact number of years that it's been since each team has been in the finals or won a championship, but it's been quite a few. I mean, we're talking decades. Well, yeah, back when so Barkley was with I think the it's Suns, just, I think, right? Like the right, 94, right. 95? Probably, I want to say... They came in after us. Yeah, it's got to be something. It's got to be something like that. But, you know, I, I'll, I'll say I think it has to do with the great storylines that are... Um, you know, piggybacking into this this final series, and and like I said, man, I'm I'm excited to see it. I love I love the stories. I love seeing what's happening. I want to see Phoenix come out there, make it a more competitive game four. I I honestly don't care who wins. Of course, I'm gonna root for for Phoenix just because Chris Paul, man. If if there's one guy on the floor that actually deserves, like he's he's put in his time. And, and kind of deserves this moment. I gotta, I gotta go for Phoenix. But moving on, unless you got one more thing to say, hey, Benjamin. One more thing, man. One more thing. It, this, <laughs> this is a good point, though. This is a good point. Okay. We have two stars that are loyal to the soil. You know, Giannis and Booker. Teams that yep. they've played around their entire careers. They've never wavered. They've never been like, oh, I need to be traded. Nothing like that. You know. So it goes to show. If you put the right pieces around your star player, i.e. Neil O'Shea, got to do what you got to do, man. Figure it out with Lillard. But, you know, with Giannis and Booker, you put, like I said, you put the right pieces around, you're going to get to the upper echelon where you need to be and in the NBA Finals vying for that ring. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, love that, I love that stat you just threw out there. So, you know, let's, let's move on from the finals, though. Let's... Let's talk about what's going on, uh, you know, some other basketball that's going on recently. We've got Team USA. What is going on with Team USA? So, Team USA starts their exhibition games. Uh, what was it? Uh, over the weekend? Was, yeah. was it Sunday? Um, they start out kind of kind of flat. They, they start out with two back-to-back losses. The first being to Nigeria, 90-87. to And then to Australia. 91 to 83 and they finally snuck i don't even want to say snuck out they <laughs> they kind of smashed argentina today um but you know uh wh- what i want to know from you ben is is it is it maybe too soon to start worrying like should should team usa be concerned about what's going on well and the things i read with these man it, it's it's good thing these are exhibition games and they have no meaning behind them you know, mm-hmm. but I watched some of that first one, that Nigeria game, and there was just no flow with us, man. You know, it's just a lot of stars, obviously, trying to figure out the cohesiveness on the same team that haven't played yeah, together. Well, well, I think I think at the time of that of that Nigeria game, they had only been together for what six days. Yeah, something like that. You know what I mean? And all they have is just played against each other, you know? Maybe played up mm-hmm. in pickup games in the summer, you know, at, at training facilities or whatnot, you know? But 
those are some big names trying to coexist and figure out a game plan of who's going to take the ball, who's going to pass, who's going to, you know, take the shot, who's going to, you know, go get the rebound, stuff like that. I mean, Kevin Love, I saw Kevin Love, oof, he looked horrible out there. (laughs) Well, you know who else didn't look too great was Kevin Durant. Yeah. That guy was throwing up bricks like he was building a condo. Might as well have been, man. Yeah, and you know what? One one of the things that I've seen is that the defense has been lacking. But you know, we may be throwing up bricks. We may be a little sluggish on the defensive end. But you know what? We're also missing three people. Yeah. You know, we're, we're like some pretty big names here because they're still playing in the finals. We're still missing Devin Booker, Drew Holiday, and Chris Middleton. Like that's instant firepower, instant defense. Um, you know they. I will say, like, Team USA does, still doesn't even know who their starting lineup is going to be. But, you know, with, T- so, with Team USA, we, we're known to just put our, you know, foot on the gas pedal and score, you know, 120, 130 points. And we're scoring 87 and 83. Yeah. You yeah. know, what? what is going on right there, you know? Yeah, well, you know, I, I think one thing that you can attribute it to is that these teams are... They're a little more talented than than maybe in years past. Mm-hmm. You know, we, you and I were talking about about it earlier that you know these teams that Team USA is going up against, they're they're no scrubs. Like they have legitimate rosters that are full of NBA talent. I mean, let's talk about that Nigeria game. They had eight NBA players on their roster. That's half the team. Yeah. I mean, they've got just just to name a few. They've got. Uh, Jaleel Okafor, Casey Akpala from the Heat. They've got uh, Josh Okogi from the from the Wolves. They've got Jordan Nwara, Chimezi Metu, and Precious Achua. Like they they've got some decent names that maybe you wouldn't have seen in years past, you know. And then, and then you move on to the next game, Australia. Our man Patty Mills. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he led the team, uh, and and looked phenomenal doing it. I might add. Um, but you know they've got Joe, I mean Joe Ingles he's no slouch, Aaron Baines Dante Exum, uh, Delhi. I mean they've they've got a decent Matisse core Thibault. group of guys on Matisse there. Matisse who was yeah. on the, you know the defensive stalwart of the 76ers. So yeah, I mean I mean those games like you know they've got they actually had some decent competition to go up against and you know these guys. I don't know how how many days they've had to play with each other, um, but you know six days just isn't enough to build that cohesive unit for Team USA. So personally, I don't think Team USA should be concerned yet. Plus, they've got one of the greatest coaches of all time, Greg Popovich, coaching the team. So you know, I think I think it's I think it's a little too soon to be worried. Yeah, I mean, I'm not worried either, but I feel like Team USA is one of the only teams that has. A tremendous rotating roster every single year you know these teams for other countries pretty mm-hmm. consistent you know look at spain ricky rubio willie hernan gomez paul and pow and marcus all rudy fernandez sergio rodriguez those are all players that have been playing together for years you know whether they're still in the nba or not they're still on their country's team representing their country playing ball so you know they ha- know how they play with each other they know how to, to work together uh, you know, so in the team USA is just always just like, oh, who's the best this year? We're going to make a team of them. You know, you get people like Jason Tatum, you know, uh, Bam Adebayo, stuff like that. It's the people that haven't played in a, a team USA before. So, you know, it's, I think that's, that's a, 
bad for us in the fact that we don't have consistency in, in, in our team. You know, not a lot of the players that have played sure. before, you know, like LeBron and Carmelo and stuff like that, they're not coming out this year. It does seem kind of weird not seeing them on the roster. Am I right? Uh, it, I feel like we are missing that one giant big name like a LeBron James, you know, or even like an mm-hmm. Anthony Davis or something. But yeah, we got Kevin Durant, we got Dame Lillard, you know, but I feel like the, someone that's played with the team before, won the gold medal, it, it, I feel like they're missing that one key factor, you know, whether it will be just motivation on the team, whether they play or not. Yeah, right. No, I, I agree with you. Uh, you know, we might as well just go through a couple more of these teams here. Uh, you know, not that Argentina has big names, but, you know, they've got they got a guy from a team that, that put a whooping on us. Facundo Campazzo. Facu. Or, or Facu. <laughs> yeah. We learned from the Chicken and the Nugs podcast that they call him Facu. Yeah. Um, and, and, and Luis, Luis Scola, yeah. you know, I don't know what he looks like these days, but you know, he, he's not too shabby Scola, or wasn't one of the dirtiest least. players there is. Yeah, man. Uh, and then moving on to, to, uh, France, you got, you got Rudy Gobert, Evan Fournier, Frank Nilakina, and, uh, and the one and only Nicholas Batum. I mean, that's, yeah, that's a pretty decent squad right there. I mean, you man. are missing the great Tony Parker. But, you know, you, you might have moved on to bigger and better things. <laughs> sure. Sure. I'm just saying, like, like of those teams, like, I, I would imagine that France and, and Spain might give Team USA some, some fits here and there. But, again, I still think it's it's a little early to, uh, to, start, to start panicking, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't think I don't think it's going to be like, you know, what do they call that 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 what was that team called that uh took third place i can't remember the the one right before the after the dream team but before the redeem team the team that took third place yeah i'm pretty sure it was third place i don't know team letdown (laughs) there's there's some sort of moniker for them but anyway um you know you had told me um not not to kind of end this section on a on a downer, but you had told me a, an interesting stat, and I'm not sure. Oh yeah. Looks like maybe you got it from ESPN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, you said professionals started playing for Team USA in '92, um, and from July 21st '92 to July 9th 2021, there have been 10,581 days with two exhibition losses. From July 10th to July 12th, 2021, there have been three days and two exhibition losses. That's that's a little unfortunate. Not that it matters because they're exhibition games, but, you know, I guess that's something to, to <laughs> keep in your back pocket. Just a little bit, man. Two losses from 92 to 2021, and then we had two losses in three days. Yeah, that's... That's a pill to swallow. Right that's pretty there, crazy. Man. <laughs> a little bit. But what about what about like bit. no Steph? There's no Steph Curry too. That's another big name. Yeah, you know. So that's true. That's true. Yeah. And no, um, no Clay Thompson either. Uh, that's a stretch. Well, maybe these days, but that's uh, a stretch. Uh, hey, don't hate on Clay. He's he's um, from what I hear, he's pretty good. But uh, you know, we got we got some other interesting news. Uh, recently since our last episode and that is that 
the Trailblazers have hired an assistant, well, their lead assistant coach uh, for Chauncey Billups' squad. And that person is Scott Brooks. Now, we had gone over the three candidates that were named uh, previously. And, you know, one of the things we had kind of concluded is that you, you really can't go wrong with whoever you choose. Now, now Ben, I'm just curious how or what you think about Scott Brooks, you know, the, the Scott Brooks hiring versus the other two guys. Yeah, man, I mean, I feel like on my last pod, I wanted to get Lionel Hollins just from, you know, the, the Blazers standpoint and just keep it in the circle. Um, but I'm not mad about Scotty Brooks, man. Scotty Brooks, the nickname, the Wonder Dog. You know, <laughs> you can't go wrong with the Wonder Dog coming in. And like I said last pod, he's coached some big names with OKC in Washington. So, you know, he knows how to to make them coexist into a unit and hopefully become uh, a winning franchise. So, you know, I feel like that's a pretty good start um, on the coaching assistance. So, you know, I give it, I give it props if, uh, but it's not one of the props. Hey, we're not there yet, man. We're not at props yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, I, um, I, I, I like, I like the hiring because, you know, when you dig into Scotty Brooks, you look at at his stats, right? I mean, he's got a 56% win record as a head coach. He's made the playoffs eight out of 10 years, and he can handle big name talent, like what you said. He's handled Westbrook, Harden, Kevin Durant, John Wall, Bradley Beal. I mean, he was a head coach before, and I think if you're gonna bring in someone as an assistant, you want someone with that kind of experience. I think it's a good move solid move by the by the Blazers organization so another thing that we got though and now this one's interesting the 76ers has have officially opened up trade talks for Ben Simmons now I don't want to say that Portland is a front runner but it's an intriguing proposition to think of a CJ Simmons swap now, there's a lot of teams out there that want Simmons, and and for good reason, because he's locked up till, what, 2020, the 2024-25 season? For big bucks that final season. He's got big bucks, but you know what? He's still super young. What is he, 22? I think he's 22, and he's got, he's got tremendous upside if he can figure out his shot, right? I mean, that's really, like, that's kind of his, his knock, right? He can't shoot the three. And he's been atrocious from from the charity stripe. Now, if he can figure that out in the next couple years, and I think him omitting himself, okay, and I and I think him omitting himself from uh, Team USA uh, may be an indication that that's something that he's going to focus on until he gets it right. And all I'm saying is, if he can get it right, he's gonna be he's gonna be a major player in this league. I mean, he was he was what uh, runner up for defensive player of the year, and that's that's something that that Portland is is desperately needing. So I want to know from you, Benjamin, what you take away from the Sixers opening up the trade talks. If you think that Portland has a legitimate shot and what you think Portland would have to give up because one of the things Philly has said, and I think it's from uh, Bleacher Report, Philly has said they want an all-star caliber player in return. Yeah, I mean, Ben Simmons is an all-star. 
CJ McCombs is not. You know, uh, only thing comparable with them is their contract. You know, CJ is a shooter. You know, uh, he makes his own shot. He produces off the ball, uh, which the Sixers are lacking. They don't have that. You know, they've got uh, Curry, the other brother. He's just a three-point shooter. You know, he's got uh, Thibault and and, uh, Joel Embiid. You know, they're not really play off the ball, make their own shot creators. You know, uh, Simmons is a defender, you know, and non-offensive threat at all. So, you Mm -hmm. know, the Blazers are missing an offensive threat or a defensive threat because we have off-ball spot-up shooters, people that can create their own shots. And if Norman Powell comes back, we've got him, we've got Lillard, you know, even Covington, you know, it it can be a pretty consistent uh, three-shot. So, you know, I feel like it fills voids in both rosters. You know, it, it fills the void for our defensive need. And it fills the void for the Sixers and a shot creator, you know? Yep. Well, you know, the unfortunate thing is, um, according to Blazer's Edge, Philly has said that they want Dame, not CJ. Now, obviously, that doesn't make sense. It's not happening. It's not. It, it will never happen. No. But if there was some way that Neil O'Shea could work some O'Shea magic and send CJ, and obviously it would have to be a package of some sort, over for Ben Simmons, I think you do it in a heartbeat. Uh, but the problem is, he's already going to have to beat out teams like Cleveland, Indiana, Minnesota, and Sacramento, who are all known suitors for uh, uh, Simmons. And, uh, you know, also Toronto has been linked to uh, uh, this trade, these trade talks. So I think it's going to be tough sledding for O'Shea. I think what you said about it filling voids on both teams is 100% accurate. And I've said this for a long time that I feel like if CJ was playing in the East, he probably would have been an all-star already. I think, I think he, I think he may deserve that opportunity personally. And, and it's no knock against CJ. I just think he's, you know, he's been stuck here playing Robin to, to Dame's Batman ever since he he came in the league and I just I think he gets overshadowed. Well, what's a lot. he going to be to Joel Embiid? You know, Joel Embiid's an MVP candidate. I, well, absolutely, but th- he plays a different position. I know, but he's going to be a Robin there as well. Well, yes, but he can be the alpha guard. Correct. Okay. True. Yeah, and I mean, so I I, I just think he has he has more opportunity on on the Sixers than he would here in Portland. And those teams of suitors that you listed, Cleveland, Indiana, Minnesota, Sacramento, they have nothing to give, you know, the Sixers. I mean, what, what's Minnesota going to give them? Carl Anthony Towns? They have Joel Embiid. Probably not. Not going to happen. You know, Indiana, what are they going to give them? Sabonis? Nope. That's, Probably that's, not. That's not a smart swap. You know, Cleveland? I don't even know who's on Cleveland. I don't know, Kevin Love. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right, Kevin Love. Yeah, no, I mean there, there was talks of Kevin Love being bought out right now. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so he's definitely not a trade. Speaking chip. of that, speaking of that, if he gets bought out, would you want to see Portland try and get him on like a vet minimum? Sure, or something? why not? You know, just like they did with Melo, fill a Carmelo role that he might not come back for. Sure, why not? <laughs> I mean, I don't feel like Kevin Love's going to come in and demand minutes. You know what I mean? I feel like he's no. served his time. He won his championship. You know, he just wants to just be on a team, keep playing for a little bit longer. 
and he wants to play on his home team, you know, where he grew up. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine so. I definitely imagine so. But, uh, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see how this unravels. Uh, I hope it unfolds in the Blazers' favor. Um, not that I want, not that I really want to see CJ go, but if it's for Ben Simmons and it makes sense, I hope they pull the trigger. But we'll see. Yeah. But now we got to move into our next and final segment giving props. Now, giving props is all about uh, giving kudos or applause to a person, place, or event. Now, Blazer Ben, I want to know, do you give this props? For the first prop, I want to know if you give props to Sir Richard Branson for being the first mogul to make it into space aboard their own aircraft, beating Jeff Bezos, who is set to take flight July 20th. Yeah, man, sure, anybody that can, you know, just hop on uh, their own personal aircraft and fly into space you know <laughs> it would be the virgin galactic founder richard sir richard branson you know uh i don't know if he was doing it to spite bezos saying like look at me i'm better than you but look at me i have more money than you yeah you know but he successfully <laughs> rocked to outer space you know uh a day or two ago and you know comes back in one piece and that's just something that, you know, it's just, it's, it's good to be alive to see something like that, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of neat. So I'm assuming you, you give him props. Yeah, sure. Uh, not assuming, you did say it. You give him props. Um, you know, that I'll give him props uh, just because, you know, to do something of, of that nature and, and, and just to send yourself into space is ridiculous to me. Like, one... I don't think I would ever do it. Nope. But two, what's that? Nope. I've, I've skydived. I'm not, that's as close to space as I'm gonna get. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Like, like you have to give, you have to give someone like that props. Um, I think he's got more money than he knows what to do with, so he's just looking for things to do that are kind of out there, wacky, ridiculous. Um, but I, I, I will give Richard Branson props. But speaking of that. Before we move into the next prop, I believe he's giving away uh, a, a chance to be on board this this this. I don't even think it's a spaceship because uh, I it, it's some sort of trip that takes you almost into space. And he's he's giving that away. He's running some sort of contest, I think. But anyway, I, I gotta say, I'll, I'll give him, no uh, Branson. Oh. Uh, but I will say I gotta give him like an extra half prop for that too because that's kind of cool making making dreams come true for free, right? You are correct. The Virgin Galactic team is to raffle off two tickets to space to the public. Yeah, I think that's very cool. Not that I would ever um, uh, participate in that raffle, but I think it's cool for those of you who would love to take a trip to outer space and meet ET. Moving on to our next prop, we've got Floyd Mayweather poking fun at the fact that Conor McGregor just snapped his leg in his fight on Saturday with a photoshopped photo of McGregor saying, y'all got it twisted. Floyd said, we're sure, with pun intended, I like how his shoes fit. Now do the stanky leg. Also, 
Apparently Mayweather bet fifty thousand on the, on Poirier to win the to win the fight, and he won thirty five grand. So, just for those of you who don't know, Mayweather uh, beat Conor McGregor in a boxing match previously by a TKO. Uh, but Blazer Ben, I want to know. Do you give Floyd Mayweather props? I mean, if you saw the photo, it's a pretty janky photo of Conor McGregor sitting in one of his chairs. And at the bottom of it, they just kind of stretched out his foot and made it go to the right. And that's why, (laughs) you know, uh, Mayweather's telling him to do the stanky leg, you know, and just poking fun at it. But, you know, I I don't know. You don't ever really want to poke fun at someone that gets injured like he got injured. But also he got injured and then he just took down uh, Poirier's wife, right? He's he took stabs at his wife while he's sitting there with a broken leg on the mat. I mean, that's pretty, I don't like that either at all, man. That's not, there's no class to that, but you know, McGregor and class don't go in the same sentence. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to give Floyd Mayweather props for this. No, I'm going to say no props. Nope. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I don't think it's, it's right to poke fun at injuries. Um, I mean, Blazer fans know all too well that's it's just not something you do. Um, but I will say, if there's any athlete right now that deserves what what they have coming to them, it's going to be Conor McGregor. Uh, he's he's a big trash talker, um, and not not always the uh, smoothest trash talker, if you will. But uh, I I will say that I give Mayweather props for f- taking shots at Conor McGregor because one I think McGregor kind of deserves it and two I kind of want to see McGregor see if he can uh last in the ring with with Mayweather again who knows you never know what might happen maybe I'm just being a fanboy and hoping <laughs> but for our third and final props I want to know Ben do you give props for the big three league making it through COVID to come home or to come out and start another season of their three on three half court basketball this weekend. Yeah, man, I, I caught one of their games this weekend. Uh, it, it's an interesting dynamic to watch a three on three half court of former NBA players. You know, some that have you know lost their figure and are just hanging on by a string. You know, but some of the big names still in this big three league. You know, Joe Johnson, who even tried out for the NBA again last year with the D- Detroit Pistons. You know, Leandro Barbosa, you know, Katino Mobley, Jason Richardson, Nate Robinson, and the famous number one draft pick from the Ohio State University, Greg. I played 62 games in the NBA. Odin is in the big three. Did he play 82? Was it 82? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. He played 82 <laughs> cumulative of his three years with the Blazers, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes, I'm pretty yes. sure. Oh, and don't forget the Red Rocket, Brian Scalabrini, too. Oh, well, count me in. Yes. Look, uh, I, I, I have to be honest. I have not seen any of the big three uh, as of late, I saw it when they first uh, started making things happen, and it's no NBA, but it's something. I, I can't tell you exactly what it is, but it's something. Yeah, man, Nick Young, Glenn Big Baby Davis, you know, just I'm just 
I'm just picking out all these star players that people know about, you know? I mean, I think it's it's a chance for people who may have missed out on seeing, you know, these... The, I mean, let's just call them what they are. I mean, some of them, these basketball legends, because Iverson was playing at one point, you know? Like, like there are basketball legends playing in this in this league quintel woods bro oh quintel woods man woods is on a team with talk about legend blazer legend jared jack and are on the same team man i just think it's a it's a chance for people to see these these players that they may have otherwise missed because maybe they were too young or maybe they had moved on already or retired or you know injuries happened whatever it, it may be I think it. I think it's really neat that uh, that that fans are able to see these guys. Quit, <laughs> Go ahead, Ben. Quintel Woods fact. Quintel Woods fact that he moved in when he played with the Blazers. He moved into the neighborhood that I was in in Lake Oswego, where he famously had his dog fights. Uh, he lived in a little flag lot oh. down the street from me, uh, at, at a house behind another one, which is a flag lot, where his uh, famous dog fights were when he was with the Blazers. So just a little fact, knowing. Uh, that uh, I lived uh, down the street from Quintel Woods in my life, and I can say that. But I never saw him, nor uh, participated in any dog fights. But you know, just fun to say that. Good for you, but, you know, Quintel Woods, man. I just want to say, it one, did I say Quintel Woods already? Yeah, I think you said it about thirty times already. <laughs> I think this show has been brought to you by Quintel Woods. Yeah. But hey, Ben, let's end it on that note. <laughs> I I can't end it any better. Shout out to you for joining me on the show tonight. Uh, shout out to the Basketball Podcast Network, DraftKings, and especially you guys, our listeners, our Twitter followers, and our bucket busters. You make it so easy to keep stepping up to this mic. And with that, Blazer Ben, see us out, brother. Hey, guys, don't forget to go see Space Jam this, this uh, weekend and see Damian Lillard and his movie debut. And with that, that's a wrap for this episode, Blazer fans. Don't forget to rate, follow, and subscribe if you dig in what we're saying. Remember to stay safe out there, Rip City. We'll catch you next time on the Busted Bucket Podcast. Thanks for listening.